Blog Talk Radio. The Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. Live on blogtalkradio.com. Heavy Metal, the way it was meant to be. And now, the moment has arrived. The wait is over. It's time for the best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Please join me in welcoming your host, Mike the Big Cheese. Welcome back to the show. A little later on, we got Pat Burns of Death Rush calling in. Pat's had a busy weekend, uh, just releasing the record, and they got a couple of parties going on. So uh, as soon as he's all done, they'll be calling in about 7 o'clock tonight. Until then, let's kick things off for a little motorhead. Shut you down.
what a great way to start things off. A little motorhead would shut you down. Tommy, you there? Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Good evening. All right. There's a little motorhead today to start things off. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I know you're probably watching the football game. Uh, how are they making out? It was 2017 the last time I checked. Yeah, 27-17. Uh, I think they're very close to the end. Uh, that's about uh, it then. At least they gave it, the, you know, good try. Yep. Almost made it to the big game, but what are you going to do? <sighs> I'm a giant fan, so it doesn't really matter. Same thing here, yep. All right. So, so what's up? The New York. Not much, not much, not much uh, since I saw you last night. Nothing changed. <laughs> Nothing changed. This is true. Just hanging out, playing some metal today, and uh, talk. I checked out that band you were telling me about yesterday with Rhino, Angels of uh, Babylon. Yeah, oh, that's what it is, Angels yeah. of Babylon. Yeah, not bad. It doesn't have the singer from Virgin Steel. It's a oh, it's guy. not? Yeah, the name is almost uh, similar. Oh, it's similar, right? Yeah, yeah, similar. It's a different guy, so uh, they're oh, not okay. bad. Yeah, not bad at all. So I reached out to him last night, see if maybe we get him on the show, and I'm waiting to hear from him. Well, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah, cool. right, not too bad. Not bad. Uh, hey, David, David Ellison's in the band. He plays bass with them. This is true, right. That's that's what I wanted to tell you, right. Yeah, but, David Ellison's on bass and uh, Rhino on drums, that. and I never heard of the singer or the guitar play. I mean, you know, I don't know where they're from, but... Oh, it just has a similar name. Yeah, very similar. Mm. But uh, they were, I tell you, they didn't sound too bad. No, it's good. Not bad at all. So let me see what we got here today. We got Pat Burns at Death Thresh calling in. Uh, I remember playing with Pat's band back in the 80s. He don't seem to remember playing with us, but then again, I don't even seem to remember playing with us sometimes, so <laughs> you never know. But we were all in that same uh, circuit back there in Club Hell and the Grunge Club and the CBGB, so it'd be great to talk to him, and he'll be calling in about an hour. I know he's on his way to or from New Hampshire, so hopefully we'll get him, uh, hopefully he's back and we'll get him uh, when he's home and not in the car on the cell phone. They have something new? What? They have something new? I uh, got a brand new record. This is huh? the record release party weekend. They were at Dingbats, I think, uh, Friday night or last night. And then they were at Duff's in Brooklyn. So uh, wow, they've, been, wow. they've been busy this weekend. They've got a lot going on. I don't know what, which was why. I think it was Dingbats Friday, Duff's last night. We'll check with Pat later. Okay. But uh, Thrash Beyond Death is the album. Uh, you can probably get it right now. We'll find out from Pat when he calls in. We'll check in with him a little later in the show. Yeah. All right, so let me get my bearings. How about I get another song while the switchboard is operating just fine? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, this is a guy ready to premium package. I don't seem to have any trouble. Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, right. well, I, before I hooked up the Skype and I tried it, so I did a 15-minute show, and it did work. Right. Oh. So that's not too bad. Were you so, able to call somebody? I called myself, so that's why I'm not sure 100%, because I was talking to myself on, in the cell phone but and you, then oh, right next to my head. So I might have been picking up myself talking. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but it seemed oh. to work. It took a little figuring out, but it did work. And it's very simple to use with Block Talk Ready. You just have to have a microphone and a headset that plugs into the computer. I had the one that plugs into the phone. Oh, okay. So I ordered I ordered all that stuff, and I'll, I'll set up a show one day when you got nothing to do. You know, like 15 minutes, do a quickie. Sounds I'll, good. I'll you through it and see if it works, because uh, I finally got the thing hooked up for Joe and Turner, but like always, they wanted me to call him. And I just got rid of the premium package. <laughs> he let me go with the Skypey. And as soon as I hook up the Skypey and pay for it, they call back and say, he'll call you. Don't worry about it. Oh, why, don't they, why don't they say that at first? <laughs> if they go crazy paying for things to make these interviews happen. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's what I say. Crazy. That's what I say. So all I know is it costs me 10 bucks for Skypey, so I've got to get at least 10 minutes of phone calls out of him when <laughs> we interview him. There you go. All right. But uh, until we do, how about we do a little trauma? The Warlock. Okay. Thank you. 
Mamba. I was a big fan of that band. It's a shame they only put out that one record, Scratching the Screen, back in '84. It was Cliff Burton's old band. Uh, you know, I, I think he did appear on the Such a Shame, uh, Shame single that was oh, on the. It was not a compilation record back then. I think it was Metal Massacre too. I know it was on Metal Massacre too, but I don't know if he was on that cut or not. Yeah, gotta check that out. Yeah, because the dem, the first demo came out in '82 also. Right. And then '84, but uh, he was already Metallica at that time, so that's something I'm, I'm not sure about. It's always listed that he played on that that single, but I don't know if it's true or not. I think they might have just been doing that to get some publicity. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he was in Metallica. It was right about the same time that he did leave uh, Trauma to go to Metallica, so they might have used one of the old recordings with him. Oh, okay. I'm not too sure, but they were a great band. Donnie Hill was a good singer, but nothing much came out of them after that first record. They kind of faded away. Yeah. But a very good band. Now, I don't know if you were uh, looking at the metal news before, but the Scorpions, they called it a day. Wow. Oh, they this will be their last album and tour, I guess. Yeah, they said so the album's ready to go. It's done, and they're going to go out on like a two-plus-year tour. They're going to yeah. hit all five country, all five of the major countries that, you know, they're still begging, I guess, and... Do a final tour. Forty-five years they've been together. Said, God bless them. Isn't that amazing? Who the hell would have thought that forty? I mean, you know, that's just amazing. Yeah, like I said, um, how many of uh the so, the so-called uh Hall of Fame rock and roll bands have been together for forty-five years with like two or three of the core um uh, core members? Yeah. I mean, you know, Klaus Mein and Rudolf Schenker are the core members that have been in the band since. Since its inception. Beginning, yeah. Yeah, inception. I pulled another good word out of my hat. Yeah, I know, that was good. Uh, you know, I have to give you a, a stall later on when I see you. I had to record as a, a bottle of wine with dinner tonight, so. Oh, that's why. We have pot roast. Inebriation makes the words flow a little better. It helps. I, I yeah. took a shot of something, but because I'm coming That's okay. Down. But that I got is Jack amazing. Daniels in the fridge here to try. Should try. Oh, okay, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Well, I thought we were going to be doing the show today side by side for the first time in, uh, in almost the two years that we've been doing it, so. That didn't happen, but the next time we'll have a we'll have a dinner on a Sunday. Yeah, we'll we'll work it out. And now with the, if I do the Skype, it's a little easy because I can hook up two sets of headphones, you know. So it's uh, oh, split, so not too bad. Great. Okay. Well, you cool. could do it on the phone. I could do it on there, one or the other. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So that'll right. work out a lot easier. But I'm actually uh, I ordered one of those overhead mics like they use in the regular recording studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the wires, so actually we could just both do it and just you know be on there together. It really yeah, 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 just talk loud. Whether well, it's gonna work or not, I don't know. When it comes, we'll hook it up and we'll try it and we'll and we'll give it a shot. If it does, that'll be great. So. Okay, cool. We can do it together here on one mic. We don't have to, uh, you know, figure out how to hook it up to two different things. Well, we'll have another announcement in the heavy metal, um, what do you call it? Metalheads United is now called Metalheads BTR. Metalheads BTR. Oh, yeah. another change over there, All huh? right, yeah. Um, I went from radio, but I figured <laughs> to respect the fellas who already have that, I oh, think okay. it's BTR, so... That sounds good. Yeah, so I, I, like, I like the way that. you use it once in a while, that BTR, and I said, that, that's a cool handle, you know? So yeah, I'll it's abbreviated, yeah. There you go, so we'll see what happens. Plus, it might take some of those other people a while to figure out that BTR is Block Talk Radio, so we're safe for a little while. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good, I like that. If, if, you know what it is? It flows nice. Yeah, BTR, like, yeah, uh, yeah right, there you go. It's got a nice flow to it. Yeah, and if they didn't that. listen to uh, the Friday night show, actually it was well, Saturday morning, Friday night, midnight, right? Right. Go over there right now to the Melhead. Is Did you change it already, the name? Um, yeah. it's uh, It might be on the still ba- uh, blog talk, uh, I mean, blog talk radio. Metalheads Radio. 
Just type in Metalheads and just look for Tommy's picture That's on uh, yeah. right here brick, on this page. You'll see the brick that. walls with the graffiti, and you'll know it's it's Tommy's uh, little show. Just <laughs> click on that and get more, more, and more metal. The most go. metal anywhere on Blog Talk Radio. There you go, brother. That sounds good. Like we were saying about the Scorpions, yeah. you know, 45 years, we're definitely going to have to catch them when they come around here because that's probably the last oh, without time. without a doubt. But without every, you know, how many bands have retired and then a year later they go back out again? I hope when they retire, no. they really do retire. I mean, it's that, a shame because they're a great band, but yeah. don't they, say I just to drum up business, you know? Yeah, I think that they're more of their word, you know what I mean? I, I believe their word. Well, let's see what happens. I hope so. But like we were saying before, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. about the bands there. I, I read in the paper last week that they, right now it's like 25 years since your first record came out to get in. Right. And they want to lower it now to 20 years because yeah. they want to put bands like Nirvana and, 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 and bands like that in there because they're, they're saying you. that nobody's uh, really interested anymore. But you have these great metal bands <laughs> that haven't even been put in there yet. We just don't get respect. Yeah, and, and the people that... A go to rock and roll fame of 40, 50 year old men right. who've been into this, who grew up with heavy metal from the 70s and 80s. Those are the people that are going to come. And if you don't put the bands that they grew up with, yeah. they're not going to come. It, it, they just don't understand that pop no. music. Pop music is not. It, it, rock, I mean, rock music. You know, this is rock music. Metal head, metal music is rock music, whether you yeah. like it or not. You know, no matter what you think of it. Uh, but and we're very, you know, our guitar players are very influential, and um, the future stars of tomorrow all listen to heavy metal, whether they like it or not. You're you right know? about that. Well, it's just a disgrace, and you know it doesn't even really matter because fans like us are fans no matter why. We don't, we wouldn't go there anyway, even if they weren't there, because we follow these bands our whole life, and you know we know everything about them. There's nothing we're gonna see there anyway. So exactly. Doesn't really matter, but I know our buddy Alex. Uh, he wanted to hear some Dio. Uh, I don't think he's around tonight, but uh, if he listens to it later on, I'm gonna get Dio on tonight, and then that's probably gonna be it for the Dio and Sabbath for quite a while on the show. We're gonna go back to the old '80s stuff that nobody's heard or hasn't heard in a long time. So we're well, gonna. What are you worried about the, you know, the, um, you know, the. Um... Yeah, I don't want to get caught either with nothing. You know, even though we have permission from some places, I got permission yeah. from like 90% of what we play in the show from the bands themselves. Right, right. That's and, you know, I've got it written like, you know, in an email where they've emailed us saying you have my permission. That's okay. Right. And we're good playing anything off the Warner Brothers label because of Blistering Records. We're associated with them, so we got the okay for that. That's right. So that works out too, but you know what? You can hear that on, on a lot of the regular radio shows well, and the true. bigger ones. I'll play it on my show. Yeah, you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's just that we the show started uh, off playing all the unknown '80s bands because that's really all we were doing at the time, and then we just, you know, yeah. moving it to that. But not that we're not going to ever play it again, but just not as often. Maybe one band a week or every, every other week every, or something. Every now and then, yeah. Yeah, because the, the Thursday show, the matinee, it's a theme show, so sometimes I got to dig into those bands because they just happen to fit into the show's theme. Right. You know, but I know it's always funny too. Like every uh, <laughs> every time I do a metal matinee. Right, it's like last week we did Angels and Demons, right? Right. Okay. Right after that, I get a lot of friend requests from other Block Talk radio hosts that are like doing like the, the Christian shows or the religious shows. Right. Because it's like Angels and Demons, thing, oh, like I'm, you know, that. When I do like the Braja Bullets one, I get ones from the Gun Nuts and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> it's like huh. the funniest thing. That's funny. Yeah, I guess because they see the title, they think the show's based on that. But it's just oh. a title, you know, and <laughs> it's just a title for a show. That's all it is. That's funny. I got nothing else to do with myself during the week, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I guess I was the only one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get this on for Alex. We'll get on a little deal over here. We'll go back to the early days. I speed at night.
Okay, cool. James Dio over there with I Speed at Night. That's a great fucking song. Yeah, those two first records of his were, were fantastic. Fantastic. Campbell, I do not know what happened to that dude. I don't know, man. He got, he got over to Def Leppard. They, they ruined him. They it turned him. like a Mary, man. Yeah, he got the Phil Collins syndrome over when he went over there. I think. Uh, it's a shame, too. Like, you know, you listen to the Sweet Savage and stuff that he did. Yeah, and, that was raw stuff. Oh, my God. Then, you know, the, the stuff with Dio, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I know we kind of like went with the flow where they were going, but yeah. But you think you think maybe you know some of his uh, some of his 
passion and his fury would come, you know, come he out. He talks bad about heavy metal all the time, like it's yeah. a disgrace to him, you know. It's, it's the way he is. Ah, well, and it's a damn shame. Our loss, unfortunately, that's it the is, problem. He's See, that, great, that's I mean, what, it doesn't take away his talent. Say, oh. It's just, you know. Yeah, a lot of people say, ah, oh, screw him, but it's our loss, guys. I know. Girls, listen, listen Could to have that. a lot of great music Fury, out of him. Man. Yeah, I think he's completely stifled over it in Def Leppard. They probably don't even really let him in the songwriting process. Yeah, probably not. You know, they run, got the little core there. And he runs around barefoot. I mean, you know, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Have to put him up on stage. But what's his name? Uh, Yannick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from, uh, really. From My Maiden. That'll be a pair. Oh, my barefoot God. Barefoot with the, with the twirls and the dancing. Oh, man. Uh, but what were we talking about yesterday? <laughs> we were talking about Man of War. Right. Yesterday, uh... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Scott Columbus, the drummer, hasn't been with him for like two years. Uh, he's going to make an announcement this week on what's going on with him, but we can come out and say that uh, he's going to be playing in Ross the Boss's band now. Oh, I'm so happy. They got the first show, uh, I, I want to say it's May or maybe June. I, I forgot to write down the date. It's uh, the, Prog, uh, the Prog Fest in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, I believe it is, the summer or in the spring. Okay, cool. So they already got two shows lined up, so uh, I don't know... Uh, if Ross's old drummer is gone, if this is a one-off thing, I really can't say, but they're going to have an announcement probably the next week or two about it. But Scott Columbus is, I would imagine, out of Manowar, and now with uh, Ross the boss. Yeah, because uh, right now Donnie is... Uh, yeah, Donnie Hams is back the with the original album. drummer. Well, not the original drummer, because Carl Kennedy ah, you're right. Carl was Kennedy, the original Kennedy. drummer, but Donnie was the drummer on the first record. There you go. And he actually played on the last one, which I didn't even realize. I know, because I didn't really uh, check... He played uh, on the uh, EP, right? Yeah, the Thunder and the Sky EP. Played on there too. Yeah, so. some of those songs are real good, you know. Yeah. I mean, the Father song is is good for what it, for what it is, but the other songs are really uh, they're really heavy. Yeah, well, the Father song is like you know you got eighty nine versions of it in uh, yeah. <laughs> in every language. I heard there's every. a sign language version of it too. There you go. Hey. So you, you get a little bit of everything over there. You didn't hear it. You saw it. You saw it. <laughs> and if you buy the if you buy the package, there's a Braille version also. Oh, very good. They See? should have, they should do that. Yeah. Gotta, but, uh, that, that should be interesting. We got uh, half a man will back together again on one camp. Ah. And uh, technically, we got a uh, you know uh, three quarters of the original man and we're almost back together in the but other. You know one. what? You know what I say? Uh, Joey, sit back, relax. You know. Play your uh, Magic Circle uh, records, and uh, have uh, Eric come on, play with Ross, come up with a name like Into Glory Ride, take one of the tracks, uh, one of the tracks, uh, one of the album tracks uh, name, and uh, put out a new band. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. It would be great to see them all play together again, like, you know, throughout here, but Carl Wogan's been with them for a long time, so. uh, Yeah. He's probably been with them longer than Ross now, but this is true. Yeah, we don't. I'm not taking that. nothing away from him. He's a great guitar player. Yeah, but you know, so you yeah. know what? We got two. We got two versions uh, in the same you know genre of music, and it's twice as much metal. And it helps, yeah. Definitely yeah so we got to look at it that way. Definitely good. So that's a good thing. All right, it's kind of dead tonight in the chat room. We just got Ronnie from beneath everything in there. You're not even in there tonight. Oh, I didn't even get in yet. Yeah, no. that's right. I think everybody's watching the football game, so uh, at least the regulars anyway. So we'll see what happens. But how about we do our Sunday Night Spotlight? We'll get that out of the way. Yeah. It's a band called Scarred. They're out of Downey, California. All right. Excellent band. They put out an EP last year called Hunt the Memories. They've been around since 2001, and they got a couple of shows coming up. They opened up for Hamilton and Wasp, I think, in uh, March and April or February and March. Right. You can head over to the band's website and find out more about them. I have the link up to them on my uh, blog spot. 
and on the MySpace page right now if you go over there. Uh, tremendous band, big sounding band, got a nice mix of old and new, and that's what we look for in the Sunday Night Spotlight. Right. So let me see, they sent me a couple of songs. How about I get on, uh, I know I get on a little longer one because I think I got a little, little boys' room. So uh, I get on a song called Worms of the Universe. This is Scott out of California. Right. Sit back and enjoy. <laughs>
band called Scarred with Worms of the Universe. They're out of California, and that was our Sunday Night Spotlight. What you thinking of, Tom? Nice and heavy. Yeah. Um, reminiscent of, uh, you know, the uh, 70s, 80s uh, doom metal, obviously like Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, a lot a of Sabbath Sabotage in it a little bit. Um, I always I always saw Sabotage as uh, at least the first album and a little bit of the second EP. Uh, was it a whole album or EP, the second? It was an EP, yeah. Yeah, the EP. Had that, like, 70s, late, you know, mid-70s, late 70s yeah. Uh, yeah. heaviness of, like, Sabbath, you know. Um, God bless Chris, man. He had an amazing tone, you know. Uh, he did. I, yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of that. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, speaking of uh, Chris Ali, uh, John Oliva. Right. Uh, I spoke with uh, Bobby uh, Lucas the other day. Okay. Everybody knows Bobby from Overlord. He's a good friend of the show. Uh, right. He's got his band Morbid Sin going right now, and he was the original singer for with Jack uh, Frost of Seven Witches. Him and Jack have been having a lot of uh, problems lately. You know, we talked about it on the other show. So uh, after we did the Hades interview, and we talked to uh, Alan about uh, Jack, because he played in uh, Seven uh, Witches also. Right. Uh, I got back to, I guess, Jack Frost, and... Uh, he reached out to Bobby, and they're going out next week. Uh, I think he said to have a dinner and talk things over and uh, try to smooth things out, I guess, with the money and the royalties and everything else. So I guess we do get out there. Sounds good, man. Yeah, without a hey. doubt. So uh, he was also telling me that the, the Seven Witches, I think, are going to be packing it in. They're going to do a final uh, show I see. Uh, this summer on one of those cruises, the one with John Oliva. Oh, really? John Oliva's paints playing on one of those uh, uh, carnival cruises, doing like the metal cruise. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I think he's just told Bobby, I said, you know, you never know. Maybe he's looking for, uh, you know, Bobby Leatherlung's uh, point two. You never know. There you go. But he says, I don't know. He thinks it might be John Oliva that's going to be singing with him during that gig. Well, I mean, you know, Bobby's a great friend. Uh, I would love to see John doing a real heavy project again, you know? Yeah, I think Some... it's just a one-off thing, a goodbye show for uh, Seven Witches. I think that's all it is. Oh, I see. Okay, but, uh, cool. Bobby's band Morbid Sin, they're working on their album. It's going to be coming out uh, real soon. It's supposed to be February. I didn't even ask him uh, about that. I forgot to even check to see how he's making out with that and everything. But yeah. He sent me over a brand new cut, which will get on in a little, a little while. But Morbid Sin was supposed to open for Impaler in March, a show we were hosting. But uh, they had a falling out with their drummer. So Bobby was looking for a drummer. So if there are any drummers into classic heavy metal, you're in the New York, New Jersey area. They're based out of New Jersey, right. uh, Morbid Sin. Uh, reach out for Bobby Lucas. You can find him on MySpace. I have all his links up on my uh, sites and everything, so go over there and check it out. You'll see Bobby on my friends list on MySpace and everything else I have. You'll see something for for Bobby Lucas or Morbison. If you're interested in playing drums, they're a great band. Bobby's an amazing singer. I mean, he's like from the, you know, the Bruce Dickinson, Hallford, uh, Jeff Tate uh, era of singers, I should say. Remarkable. Yeah, very good singer, so check that out. He sent me over to Brand New Cuts. We're going to debut it tonight. Maybe we'll do it now. You want to do it now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're talking about him, right? We may as well right. do it now. It's kind of stupid to go back later. I know I don't like breaking a stride here, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. All right, so this is brand new by Morbid Sin. I'm going to debut it tonight. It's a song called Devil in the Flesh. Show three trap 
They die. Only to live again. A hundred years ago, there was proof. Positive proof of one living in the city. Dracula. There is a legend that he was buried somewhere in Chelsea. Probably by one of his disciples. Possibly at St. Bartles. In some desanctified corner. If the stake was removed from his heart, he might walk again. That's some really great stuff. Bobby can sing his ass off, can he? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, he's got some voice, that guy. Incredible. That was the devil in the flesh. You got to look forward to that new record when it comes out. Let me see. I think I got Pat on the line now. I can't see the whole switchboard. Let me see. Pat, you there? No. Pat, you on the air? No. Bobby, you on the air? I don't know. Somebody's calling from 914. I don't know who it is. Oh, hello? Yeah. Mike, it's Alex. Uh, how you doing, Alex? And I recognize that number. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm calling from I'm in New York, so I'm calling from a number. Ah, oh, okay, that's why I didn't recognize it. Ah, you're visiting a family, uh, a friend. Yeah, that's yeah. Coy in New York, uh, up uh, up New York. Where are you from, uh, Alex? I'm from uh, Massachusetts. I'm in Massachusetts. West all right, because right we now, were trying uh, to catch the accent. We were bullshitting about it the other day. We were trying to catch the accent. Yep, Massachusetts. Not quite that Boston accent, but it had a little hint of it. Yeah, I'm from Western Mass. Cool. All right. Well, it's a good scene up there, isn't it? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's what I hear. Our good friend Skullhammer from that area. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the band Skullhammer's up there. A great band. Definitely. Yeah, you got to check those guys out. So how are you, you having a good time in New York this week? Enjoying yourself? Yeah, it's good. It's a good weather. Good weather. Not bad. Uh, we, today. Yeah. Well, we got some deal on for you earlier, so... Uh, oh, cool. You missed out on that, but you can always listen to it later on. Yeah. Okay. So don't worry about it. But we're going to be getting a call from uh, Pat Burns of Death to Rest in a little while. He's been a busy boy this weekend. Did show Friday, did a show Saturday, celebrating the release of the new record. And he's been calling in about 15 minutes or so. So we're going to wait on that. And uh, let me say, I had like three other calls on the line. For some reason, I, I, I'm connecting them, and then I, I must be disconnected them again. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> having, an off, having an off night tonight. Like but at least it's me this time. It's not the switchboard, so I can't complain. <laughs> it's, right, not, right. Yeah, it's not technical. It's just me. Oh, your, your switchboard isn't blacking out tonight? Nah, no more. I got rid of that premium service, and everything seems to be working so much better. And it, and it says you're still on for another hour, though. Yeah, well, it's, uh, what do we got? It's about 6.45? Yeah, we're on until 8 yeah, o'clock. Till 8. Oh, so you can still do a longer show without uh, the premium? Uh, the premium, I think, allows you to do a three-hour show. But uh, without the premium, you could do up to a two-hour show. If you were a host when the, when BTR first came on, you go up to two hours. I think the new host can only do an hour. Oh, so that's why I can't get the two hours. Yeah, yeah. you can't. The only way you can get more time is by becoming a premium member. And it was never like that before, but I guess that's one of the things they're doing to get people to uh, yeah, sign up, to, to yeah. limit in yeah. their time. But 
could always do two shows in a row and make it two hours. Do them back to back. Oh, that's true. true. You could do it like that too, but two hours is a long time. I know. I know. I liked it better when we did this show for an hour, ninety minutes even. Well, that's what. Uh, that's why what I do is I do my hour on the air, and then I do an hour off the air where I stay on the line, and then we. Do yeah. Podcast. Yeah, you can stay for as long as you want, and people could always hit a whole thing when they. Right. Yeah. Listen to the show later on. So you, you I think, you, I think it's like an hour you can stand after the show uh, officially ends. Ah. Yeah, you can talk cool. up to an hour and it records everything, and then when you stream it or download it later, you get the whole, you get the whole thing. Very good. Yeah, yeah so. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not a bad feature, right? All right, so we got Pat calling in about ten minutes or so. Uh, let me see, what can I do here? All right, I said we weren't going to go with any of the bigger bands anymore before. But uh, I'm going to go with Slayer anyway, because I had this already set up before I made that decision. Slayer. All right. So how about uh, we go back uh, to Hello Waits' album, At Dawn They Sleep.
Gossam Slayer. I haven't heard them in a long time. It's that's a great album, Hell Awaits. Yes, great album, man. Yeah, I love that. You know, we're keeping things heavy today. Stay more in the thrash vein because of our guest, Pat Burns, from Death Thrash. So, we're, you know, we're sticking with that theme throughout the show tonight. And uh, I know that uh, Slayer and uh, Megadeth, they rescheduled the American Carnage Tour. Uh, I don't think all the dates have been put out yet, but it's going to take place, I think, mid-August going through the end of September. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and there's going to be uh, a lot of $10 tickets available. It's like a roll-back-the-price uh, thing. So uh, there's going to be a lot of tickets available for $10, but it's like first-come, first-serve, you know? Wow. But if you can grab a 10 buck ticket, which uh, maybe we'll get lucky and be able to do, how the hell do you beat those three bands for $10? It's like the old days. Hell yeah, that's what they're doing, the I think. Days. They're trying to, uh, you know, plus, you know, with the economy, I guess. Sure. Then again, there might be 10 tickets a show. Who the hell knows? But yeah. if you're lucky enough to get one of them, that's not a bad deal. Testament, Megadeth, and Slayer for 10 bucks. Pretty good. I know before we were talking about the new Scorpion, uh, well, you know, Scorpions, they, they call it quits after 45 years, but they're going to let the new record come out, and they're going to go out on tour for the next two years on it, and that's it. And that was called uh, Sting Sting by the Tail, or Sting of the Tail? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Sting in the Tail. It's called Sting in the Tail. If you head over to the Scorpions website, they got snippets of like two or three songs. Right. Really good. They're calling it quits permanently? Yep, they're retiring. Yeah, oh, Jesus. 45 years they've been doing it. Wow, I can't believe Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, they said they want to go out on top. They think the new record is the best they've done in in a long time. And uh, if you listen to the clips of the songs, it really is. I mean, it blows away anything they've done since, like, 2000. Damn, that's, dis- that's disappointing, though, that they're going to retire. Oh, well, of course it is. But, you know, they, they did their thing. They made their money. They've been playing a long time. I mean, you know, they're in their 60s now, those guys. It can only go so long, you know? Yeah, yeah, I suppose everybody's got to call it quits. Yeah, you start to feel it, but I'm sure they'll do all, you know, they'll all do little projects on their own and stuff, and yeah. I, I don't blame them. Hey, you know what, why not go on the top? They make such a great record of saying, if you hear the songs, uh, they really, it's not as good as, like, the pre-Blackout stuff going to the 70s, Right. but it's around the, like, um, the Love at First, uh, love at first Thing. Yeah. It's like in that uh, kind of sound for that the Scorpions. Thing. Yeah. But uh, it's actually pretty good. So, I mean, had a Raised on Rock, and there was one other song I got up there. So, not bad. Yeah. It's like like a one-minute clip, but uh, you get the feel for it. It does have that old 80s sound to it. They really did recapture that classic, at least the sound that made the Scorpions famous in the 80s, you know. Oh, well, I hope I get to see them. Uh, yeah, they're going out for two years on tour. They're hitting everywhere. So, uh, I'm sure they'll definitely be here, and especially on the East Coast, you know. So, yeah, we'll look forward to that. They're supposed to be announcing, uh, uh, I think, the first set of tour dates uh, real soon, so... We're looking forward to that. And uh, Pat's been calling in about five minutes or so. I told him not to rush because I know he was on a car ride either to or from New Hampshire, he told me. So I said, you know, when you get back, just call in. So uh, yeah, it should be... Uh, o'clock, so, uh... Yeah, I told him, don't, you know, don't go crazy. If you're home at 7, you know, as long as you get on by 7.30, that way we got a half hour. You know, don't go nuts. But I can't believe uh, January is almost over and done with already. You know, this awesome. is the last week of the month. It's flown by like like nothing. Uh, next uh, Sunday night, we have uh, David Franco and uh, Scotty the Body of Lost Legacy. Great metal band put out a really big record uh, last year called The Aftermath. Some hometown boys, Tommy, from New York. They're up in the Bronx. Really? Yeah, not not exactly the hometown of heavy metal in New York, but those guys are, are a great band. Yeah. And it's going to be a good way to close out the month with a New York band. Well, we got New Jersey tonight with Pat, so we're closing out the month with the Tri-State Area Metal Scene in-house. So we can't beat that. we got a really, really great February coming up, starting off with Bruce Killick of Kiss. Then we have, uh, who do we have uh, coming up after that? We have Lizzie Borden the week after that. Then we have uh, Jimmy Herrera from Brutal Hand, a great band that we uh, featured last year 
on the Sunday Night Spotlight. And then we're closing out the month with Joel and Turner on Sunday. So February's uh, looking like a great month. Yeah. Yeah. Any thing on the Halford interview anytime soon? I won't know until they uh, tell me. You know, it's all up to them. Nothing, though, no. Yeah, they don't uh, They don't give up a lot of information. It's like when we let you know, we'll let you know. If so, you get a chance to, can you throw some uh, metal church on later in the show? Uh, I don't have any uploaded right now. All right, well, all right. Because I'm got a whole. Uh, doing a whole metal church uh, timeline show in about two weeks, so I'm saving oh, all, all right, the metal church right. for then. Yeah, that's the next timeline series is metal church, so uh, I oh, think it's like in two great. weeks I got that going on. Yeah. Another band that packed it in. That's right. They called it quits last year too, Metal Church. But you know what? I think it was for the best. Even though it really wasn't a bad record, oh, you know, I, and I like I like Ronnie Monroe. I always liked him as a singer and all the other stuff he's done. But uh, they just weren't sounding the same anymore. They've gone through too many changes. Sure, when you get that many uh, people that change over the years, and you don't even have an original member from the right. Yeah, well, I think it was uh, Kurt Vanderhoff was the last guy in the band. Uh, it was like the mainstay for the last few albums. Right. And even he wasn't in there for a little while, somewhere towards, uh, I think, to begin like 2000 or something. He wasn't even in the band for a while back then. So, so it basically started to become a cover band. Uh, yeah, it was all different people. I mean, Ronnie Monroe was on the last two records. Uh, you know, I, after David Wayne left the band, I wasn't crazy about them anymore. Even though Greg Howe came in, he did a great job. Uh, you know, uh, Blessed in the Skies was a really good record. Uh, it just didn't get a lot of attention because, you know, David Wayne leaving and everything. But then David Wayne came back, and that was another great record. And, you know, they just kind of, you know, went up and down after that. They broke up. They got back together. You know, so who knows? Never say never in, in, in music. True. They might resurrect David Wayne and come back together for a third time. Who knows? Right. <laughs> Maybe one of those Haitians will put some voodoo on him and, uh... uh I think the Haitians <laughs> are burying that voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I was laughing at that clip. I'm not trying to make light of it. I mean, it's a shame. A lot of people died over there. Yeah. But they were talking about the cruise lines pulling into... The other side of Haiti, because uh, they said, well, we're bringing in money and revenue into right. Haiti that way. But, like, um, uh, Royal Caribbean owns a part of that island over there, like a part of that beach. So it's really like the Royal, Car- Royal Caribbean owns it. Right. That's where they bring the tours. But they were showing, like, an overhead camera view. And you see, like, people carrying the kids in the street. There's rubble on the ground. They're riding for food and water. And then when the helicopter flies on the side of the island, you see people eating barbecue on the beach. the jet skiing, powder sailing. <laughs> it's like, look at this. Guy's eating a hot dog and throwing it away, going for a beer. I'm <laughs> like, something's wrong with this picture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if if the country wasn't already poor enough, and then they got to get struck with this earthquake. Exactly. Ooh. But... You know, we'll leave that for George Clooney. He's doing a better job than we are uh, doing anything. Yeah, right. So we'll leave that for him. So let me see what we got here. Uh, Patrick, we're calling a little bit. How about we do a little e-trope? I, used to, I love these guys. Oh, yeah. They were great. Okay. Um, now, Barry Stern passed away a while ago. Uh, he had uh, brain cancer. He died quite a bit ago. Uh, he had already left. The, the brain already broke up at that time. He was actually playing with trouble, I think, when uh, he passed away. He just left trouble because he was getting sick uh-huh. at the time. But, you know, they coined the phrase uh, street metal. They were a great band. Uh, I don't think it's on this song. I think I got Unbridled Energy lined up. But on, on this album, uh, uh, Sicky Wife Beater and El Ducci from the Memphis, they do all the backing vocals on the songs that have backing vocals. Uh-huh. But I just don't think it's on this song over here. But this is uh, off of the Life of Crime record. It's a song called Unbridled Energy. Here's a little e-trope.
got a little e-trope over there. Those guys are great. Get that uh, hardcore sound, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's what they, they called the street metal back then. Right, right. I think I got Pat on the line now. Let me just connect oh, them quick, yeah. and uh, and we'll keep talking about that. Oh. At least I think it's Pat anyway. Let me find out. Get this call going through here. All right, looking pretty good. Everything's uh, Everything seems to be working fine tonight. I can't believe it. Hmm. Yeah, usually we have a, a lot of problems and everything. Oh, I, I spoke too soon, right? Yeah. Nah, it just takes a couple of seconds for it to uh, go through the call. Hey, Pat, you there? I am here. Hey, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Uh, I can't complain. Everybody, Pat Burns from Death Rash. Excellent. I'm waiting for the crowd to applaud, but they can't, we can't really hear them because we're on the internet. How's it going, Pat? What's going uh, on? You got Tommy on the other line? Hey, Tommy. How's it going, man? How's it going, man? Uh, just drove. Uh, just got back to New Hampshire from uh, from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Wow, um, that's some trip, huh? Yeah, about four and a half hours from the big weekend. You had a very big weekend over there. You had Duff, Stingbats, and uh, it's all about the brand new record, right? That is absolutely correct. Thrash Beyond Death. That's been a long time in the making. Uh, yes, it has. A long time in the making. Uh, <clears throat> we um, started working on this. We put the well, we put the band back together in 2006, and basically what we were doing was we just wanted to uh, get the demo and some live tracks out there. Uh, you know, we were seeing people spending big money on eBay for the 20-year-old cassette of Face of the Death. Yeah, and people were trading the live stuff, and you know, I I didn't have a copy of it, so we figured to get it on, you know, get it on CD. And once we realized how much trouble it was going to be to do that, it's like, well, let's release it because people are interested. Let's put new songs on it, and then it just started snowballing from there. And now, four years down the line, it's completely done. It's out. It's available, and we're very pleased with the way it came out. Yeah, it does sound great. It's a good record. You know, Faces of Death, we wanted like to collect the demos from back in the days that, you know, everybody talked about, everybody, you know, wanted to have. And it's finally great to hear it, you know, released properly the right way. And you also did a second demo tape back then, but did it ever come out back then? We actually never recorded it. We were just about to go into the studio and do No One Is Innocent. Um, and that's when the band uh, broke up right at that point. There was all kinds of things going on. <clears throat> and that's when we broke up. Right, right. We were like a week away from going in the studio to do it. But it's funny you should ask about that because what our plan is for the next thing we're doing is for the next year. What we're, what our plan is, we are going to record the No One Is Innocent demo. Oh, that's uh, great. And release that as well. Uh, we play all the songs live that we're going to be on that demo, and uh, it's basically uh, Feel You Die, Heart of the Darkness. Um, the Zest by Thrash, which we played this weekend for the first time in twenty since nineteen eighty seven. Wow! For the first time Friday night and last night at Duff's, uh, went over great. Uh, also, a time to slay and the song No One Is Innocent. So we're going to be releasing that, hopefully, just about one year from today. We got a we got a budget, we got a timeline. No more taking so long to get things done. Yeah, twenty five years in between. We'll pretty much be knocking on death's door by the time the next one comes out. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be like seventy something. So that's yeah, so that's pretty good. <laughs> you got a timeline of a year. That that's good news. But uh, Mark is in the band too again, right? Mark Grossman, yep. Because uh, he he was he left the band after the demo tape, uh, the Faces of Death, right? He left before the demo tape. He oh, before, the that's right. Because uh, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Because uh, uh, Tony played on it from Whiplash. Tony Scaglione, right? Yep. Tony Tony played on the demo. Uh, he, I had been in Whiplash, and we knew each other from then. And uh, Mark had—he actually left to go to college, is what it was. He was oh, okay. He was a high school wrestler. He had a scholarship and everything. So he went and, and went to college, and was, you know had to move on with his life. So the remaining you know, me, John, and Nemo called up Tony, who we've been hanging out with. You know, all you know, Whiplash guys hanging out with us and stuff. 
and uh, he he did the demo with us, and that's how he came to be on it. Um, and then after that, we went through a couple of more drummers. Peter Pollock, uh, Rich McGahan was the very last drummer before we broke up. Peter Pollock is the drummer on the Live at CBGB's portion of the uh, Thrash Beyond Death CD. And uh, then we broke up, and then when we got back together, we went back, uh, went back, found everybody. It's all original members, Mark Grossman playing drums, Pat Nemo Nemeth on guitar, John Scherer singing, I'm playing bass, and Tim Scherer, who joined shortly after the Faces of Death demo. Yeah, uh, he did all the shows. He's on the Live at CB show. Um, he's the only other guitar player who's ever played in Death Rush. So all five of us are, are in the band right now, and it's it's perfect. It works great. Uh, Tim and John are brothers too, right? Yep, yep. John, John's uh, Tim's John's older brother. Yeah, so that's pretty good too. They got everything going on, and you know, I I didn't even, I forgot that you, I remember, but I, over the years, you know, you forget a lot of things. I forgot that you did play with Whiplash for a while back then in the day. Yep, for a short period. I played for about six months in 1984. Right, it was before their Looking Death in the Face demo. Cause then yeah. Tony, Tony Bono joined right after me, after I left, and they went on to do that. But the material we were playing and working on was the stuff that would become that Looking Death in the Face uh, demo that they did. And so, you know, it seems a long time ago, but, you know, I remember, I was in a band called Stillborn back in the day, and we always played the same circuit, Club Hell out in Dover, New Jersey. We played, we played with you guys. I know, I just don't remember if it was Club Hell or the Grunge Club, it was, it was like Hell. that circuit back then, you know? We played with you guys at Club Hell, which was just Lance Johnson's basement. That's <laughs> right, five dollars, all the beer you could drink, all the hot dogs, uh-huh. hamburgers, <laughs> and you had like, and you got like 79 bands on the bill. <laughs> oh yeah, it went all, it went all day long. And yeah, the, was, was, the bands that played later in the day were terrible because they were all drunk. Yeah, you had to get. That was the only time it was good to get on early. Oh, Mike, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to bother What's that? I'm sorry, Mike. Yes. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't I play one of those shows with you? Uh, you did. I don't remember which one. I don't remember it, which it one. It was of those. at Club Hell, but I don't. We played there a few times. Oh, okay. That was like a place for everybody to hang out back there. It was a great club, a great place. It was a guy's house, his basement. Guy's house, right, yeah. right. It was just so great, and even like the Grunge Club up in uh, what was it, Middletown or Chester, New York? Yeah, that was Middletown. Right. Yeah. Middletown. These were great places to hang out and play at. It was such a great, vibrant scene back then, you know. So, uh, Grunge Club was just an abandoned warehouse that Mark Johnson yep. started having shows in. Uh, the best part about that, we have a video up from the Grunge Club. Uh, I saw that. Grass. That's great. Look around the crowd. Everyone looks like they're about fourteen. Everyone's got a beer. That was <laughs> <laughs> before they raised the drinking limit, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, no, it was still it was twenty one in Jersey. No, oh, no, I know, I know. Those they were 19, good days. Still. It might have been nineteen still in New York then, but it, it's hysterical. You couldn't do anything like that now. I don't think. No, you couldn't even get away with that. You couldn't even rent a place like that. They shut you down before you can even get through the door. Yeah, right. Yeah, those, but those that's how it was. It was everything was like ragtag and thrown together quick, and everybody, you know. It was such a great scene, but you know, I remember you from Zero Hour, too, because you played with a good friend of mine back then, Gordon. Gordon yeah. played guitar in that band with you. Yep, it was me, Gordon, Tony, uh, Robbie, from who had been in Massacre, and a fellow named Joe Haggerty sang. Uh, yeah, I remember Joe, I think he was in the Crumb Suckers for a while. Yeah, yeah he was in Primal Scream. And he Primal Scream, yeah. The Crumb Suckers. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was about a year or so, and we did a demo, and we weren't happy with it, and then it... Tony joined Ludacrist. It just it just didn't happen, you know. Just things didn't yeah. happen, and and then it was over, you know. And that was actually the last band I was in. After that, I I did other things, and uh, and that was the way it was until 2006 when 
like I said, we I started talking with the old Death Rash guys about getting some of the the old recordings onto you know digital, get them get them on you know CDs because you know I don't have a cassette player. I got a, I got one of the cassettes, but I I couldn't play it. I couldn't yeah. play it for my wife, you know. So we decided to you know just update all this stuff before it's it's lost forever, you know. Um, that grunge club that was great. That was one of my favorite places to play. Yeah, that was that was definitely great. Was it hard getting everybody back together again? Was it something everybody was like interested in at the time when you uh, brought Everyone the idea? With one phone call, everyone that was it. That's all it took. Wow, uh, that was I, great. I talked to Nemo. After that, we talked to John. So after John, we talked to Tim. And then when we finally tracked Mark Mark down through the internet, I'm sorry, my voice is shot. I've spent the weekend screaming. I, I know you told me you had you gonna have a busy weekend, but you know I figured oh. it was a great time to have you on at least to keep the ball rolling with the new album. Oh, I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, anytime, uh, man. I'm a fan. Steph, thanks, thanks a lot. That, and that's the only reason we're doing this. You know, I mean, at this stage of the game, you know, there's no money. You know, most of the guys are, are married, so there's no. It's not doing it for the women. You know what I mean? All we're doing yeah. it for is for the fun of it, and for people who enjoy it. You know, when we go out, and I run into somebody who's like, "Dude, I or signed my face as a death demo," or, or "I saw you guys back then," and just so happy to be out and 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 enjoying it. I mean, that's that's all the fun. That's it. You know, that's that's what makes it all worth it. You know, that's why I drive down to New Jersey once a month, every month. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. You know, it's nice because people are remembering all the great music from back then, and and they're getting into it, and, and it's good. And when people hear this album, they're gonna be surprised because you know what? For songs that are twenty something years old, they don't sound one day older than yesterday. They don't sound dated at all. They sound fresh. They sound new, and the sound is amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, we 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 spent a lot of time remastering the Face of the Death demo. Um, you're gonna hear it like you never heard it before. The guitars are, are way out. It's not, most people who've heard it have heard of a you know a copy of a copy of a copy of a cassette. You yeah. Know? So it's been muddy and muffled like all those demos sounded back then. Um, so it's a nice crisp sound. Uh, we worked with Don Sternaker at Mixolydian Studios, uh, and he was he was just great. And uh, we recorded all the new stuff there. Uh, and you know we're we're really proud of the new the new songs. We think they mix very well with the old stuff when we're going through the set, and we're just really glad with the uh, the responses we're getting from people. You know, we're telling me that now, like Thrash Beyond Death, is their, they used to like Buried Alive, but now that Thrash Beyond Death is their favorite Death Thrash song, and that's perfect. You know, that's what we want. We don't want it to be like something totally different from what we were doing. You know what I mean? Sure, so it's a natural, sure. A natural progression, a continuation of where we were. Did it amaze you, like when you started bouncing around the internet? Like how people still talked about you, and like you said on eBay, the face of dead them going for like a hundred bucks, something that you put together for you probably sold for a dollar back in the day. Isn't that amazing what people are paying for the for you know the old music? We used to trade these demos for free back then. Exactly, it's, it's that's the thing. After I talked to Nemo, he said, "Well, when's the last time you Googled yourself?" And I'm like, and I had owned some, you know some stores in New York City and stuff, and I'm like, figured I'd see something maybe about that. And I put in Pat Burns, uh, and then and there was some death rash stuff. Then I clicked on that. And there's like page after page after page of old fanzines that are up and stuff like that, and and uh, you know new new websites that are you know cataloging all the old bands. I was yeah. totally blown away. I couldn't believe that people were still interested in something that happened you know 20 years ago uh, from a bunch of from a bunch of kids from New Jersey. You know, it's impressive. So, very impressive. That's one of the reasons we actually took our time doing this CD because the one lesson we learned is that you know once it's out there, it's going to be out there for a long time. You know, it, it, the fact that people still want to talk about Lockjaw, you know, recorded February 1st, 1986, and we're still talking about it in, two, in 2010. You yeah. know, you don't, I don't want to put out something that's not going to live up to that. You know, so we took our time. We did it right. 
we made you know made a lot of mistakes along the way that we've learned to make thing learned to make things easier for the future recordings. But we're proud of it being done. I think everyone's going to be very impressed. I'm so sure they will be. And I, and I got all the links up to all your sites right here on the homepage for the Heavy Metal Mayhem Show, so everybody can find you guys there too. Which is because how did everything go this weekend at uh, Duff's and over at Dingbats? Okay, we started out Friday night at Dingbats. Uh, we love playing there. Donna May always treats us right. Freddie's great. Yeah. Uh, again, I apologize for my scratchy voice. Uh, we, we did great. Without End came in at the last minute to fill an opening slot. One of the bands bailed. Uh, our old pals, Broken Heroes, went on right before us, and then we went on. Uh, it, went, it went great. It was great. Everyone came out. We sold a bunch of CDs, sold a bunch of T-shirts. Uh, we videotaped the whole thing, so we'll be po- posting videos from the show up uh, shortly. Our friend Mike Stern uh, from Mavis Sync was there videotaping. Uh, and it went, That went great. That was the first night. Um, great show, Sarge. Uh, the sound there that night I think is the best I've heard in a long time. Sarge did a wow. good job. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> party party all night, wake up on Saturday, go to the show at Duff's. <laughs> and last night, Duff's was mayhem. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a really small place. I've never been there. Tommy's been there. Tom, you've been to Duff's, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tiny place. Tiny place. It's got a front room where the main bar is and a small back room. Uh, we were all set up in the main back room. And I don't know if you've seen the videos. We've, you know. We come on like Motorhead, you know, we got the monster drum set, got the, you know, we're doing it old school. We got the full stacks. Uh, you know, we're not a lot to room, lot of, eh, not a lot of room to run around and stuff, but it sounded great. You know, we ran the vocals through a PA we brought cuz they don't have a PA there. And uh, uh Jimmy Duff uh treated us like like kings, like rock royalty. I've never been treated better anywhere than I was at Duff's last night. He's a prince. Uh, Tom Pasquale, the guy who set it up for us, he's a fan from back in the day. He's a great guy. He does shows at Europa. He got us the Whiplash show in January, uh, in September at Europa. He's a great guy. They just, you know, were just just great guys. They took real good care of us. We went on about uh, 9:30, I think, maybe a little after. It was just, it was very old school. In fact, it was. We were talking about the Grunge Club. It's very much like that. You know, band, band and audience, face to face, no stage. You're yeah. just right there, right in front of the people thrashing. Uh, we videotaped that, too. We'll be cutting that up and putting it out. Uh, not Like I said, not as much room to run around, say, like as a dingbass because of the stage and everything. But it was very old school, you know, hot hot as hell, just sweat pouring off you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we've got a great crowd response. I mean, most people in New York City don't want to go out till you know, later in the evening. But there was a massive crowd there at, you know, 930 at night to see us. Treated us great. A lot of great responses from people. Uh, just want to thank everyone for coming out this weekend, making it you know special for us. Um, it was just great. It was the weekend couldn't have gone better. We just all had a great time. That's good. And uh, the sound and if the sound for that little place, it was great. Uh, I keep saying great, but the sound was really good. People kept saying. I guess they had a couple of bands there in the past that had problems with the size of the room and and the acoustics and stuff. But we worked it out uh, really well, and the sound was really good. Uh, I'm glad for you guys. You know, you got a lot of great videos. Anybody has over to your your website or your MySpace page, you got some really good stuff posted in there of the band, like throughout the years. Any chance to put maybe all of it together or a whole live show out on DVD, or is that you know not even in the plans right now? That's an excellent question. Cause that's exactly I wrote that down why, yesterday too. That's, <laughs> okay, that's exactly why we're doing all this videotaping. We've got a video from I think three or four shows that we've done in the last year. Uh, we did our first show since 1987, uh, last January 16th at Dingbats. That's the video that's posted. It's got a great two-camera shoot, a lot of great editing. Um, 
And what we also did was we recorded all the behind behind the scenes uh, this weekend. We had a Rodney Walker, our old friend and thrash metal historian, was with us, videotaping all the behind the scenes, the load in, little interview stuff. And we're going to be doing more little interviews about everyone's take on the weekend and about you know making the CD. And we plan to do a DVD of the whole thing, including all that old footage and stuff, and and put that out for anyone who wants it. Oh, great. That's some excellent work. I wish I could have made it out there last night, too. Well, I mean, actually, Friday night, because it would have been great to see you guys. And with that end play, what you turn over was a last-minute thing. But Adams, I love Adam. He's a great guitar player. He's so intense. He's excellent. Those guys, we love playing with them. I, like, I think we've done seven or eight shows in the last year, and I think we've played with them four times. Yeah. Uh, great guys. You know, Adam, formerly a Blood Feast. And yeah, I think he's a Blood Feast. Uh, when, they, when Blood Feast got together, he's still with them. And then now I think he's playing with, oh, in addition to without any playing in the reformed Department of Corruption, who I think are going to be coming out with their a reunion show later this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're great guys. Tom Lorenzo, great. The other Adam on drums. He's yep. the nicest guy in thrash metal. <laughs> the nicest guy I've yeah. ever met in thrash metal. Yeah, they are. They are they're all good guys. They really are. And I know Adam's doing Blood Feast again now. I think there's going to be a new, uh, some new work coming out. I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything yet, but uh, <laughs> I think I already yeah. did. So I think that's kind of what I heard, too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I was supposed to say anything, but uh, what the hell? That's out of the bag. That's all right. Tracy, give me a smack later on. That's there all. You, there you go. Uh, we <laughs> called them on Thursday because one of uh, the had lined up uh, an, uh, uh, an opening band, and they bailed. And, uh, and uh, you know, we t- you tell people there's going to be four bands, you come up with four bands. You know, it's going to be the same price sure. at the door. So that's the way I look at it. So I called, I reached out to Without End and Tracy on Thursday, and they were there Friday night. Yeah, you know, you can't beat that. Great guys, and they had a great time last night. We had Tom Lorenzo uh, introduce us, and so that's on. That's uh, recorded on the, the video, and uh, yeah, great guys. Love playing with them. Anytime I love, we played with At War in September. We played Europa. We played with At War and Whiplash, and I, we just love playing with you know the, you know our peer bands. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, without a uh, doubt. Hanging out, hanging out with Paul Arnold was great. You know, you yeah, Paul Arnold's good people, yeah. Real nice guy. Sometimes you yeah. wind up on a bill with uh, you know, either someone you don't know or some band you never heard of, and it doesn't click as well. But you get like a Without End with Adam Tranquilli in there, uh, At War, you know, Death Rash, Whiplash. That's a hell of a bill. You know, and you know exactly how the night's going to go. It sure is. And one thing I always say is like Jersey is like the great metal state. There are so many great metal bands from Jersey back in the day and even till today. It's, you know, it's like a supermarket of heavy metal. New Jersey's ground zero. I mean, everyone's going to yeah. San Francisco. New Jersey's ground zero with thrash metal. As far Without as a doubt. Concerned. We always say that. Todd, you want to ask uh, Todd anything while he's on? Uh, he pretty much touched on everything. <laughs> I know, but I know you usually like to promote yourself and your band, so I figured maybe you could squeeze that in at the end. No, no. I, was, I, I kind of squeezed myself in there when I said I, that I played with Still One once okay. uh, at one of those club hell gigs. There you go, because Tommy <laughs> usually always mentions that he plays guitar. He was in a band called Tempest back in the 80s, and then he doesn't talk about anything else with the band or the guest. <laughs> uh, and the Thrash Beyond Death CD, if you take the CD out underneath it, yeah. uh, we got all flyers from old shows. Uh, and, oh, nice. And the, uh, we have a Club Hell flyer under there. Oh, cool. There's like oh, beautiful. Flyers. There's a Grunge Club flyer. There's a Club Hell flyer. There's uh, some Billy O's flyers. We played Billy O's on Staten Island. Pete Tertius set that up. Uh, there's a whole bunch of old flyers because we, we got them up on the website, but, you know, if you didn't check that out, they're right there. 
for everyone yeah, to enjoy. That's cool memorabilia. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love the album cover too. It's a great album cover with the skull coming out of the out of the skin of the head. That's a great cover. Yeah, thanks a lot. My buddy Rich Rathorn, who's an artist from New York, uh, we worked that out together. He'll be doing all the future uh, Death Rash CD covers. Are all going to kind of, you know, it's gonna, if you, if you, after you've seen this one, you'll recognize all the other ones. Oh, that's a Death Rash CD. Going to have like the same kind of look. Um, and we got that on T-shirt. You got to see the T-shirt. It looks awesome. I can't wait. When's the next time you guys are playing? Have anything lined up yet, or you? Right Nothing now, yet. everything was uh, getting this weekend uh, taken care of, getting the CD out on time, getting picking the T-shirts up on time, getting everything synced up to make this weekend happen. So right now, we have nothing booked uh, as of yet. I've talked about, over the weekend. I was talking to Adam about some things that are coming up and talking to Jimmy Duff last night about some more, uh, future things. But right now, i got nothing, uh, nothing uh, booked. Uh, but shortly, as, as soon as we do, we'll be posting it, and I'll send you a, I'll send you a message uh, as soon as i got something to tell you. Yeah, definitely let me know and I'll put on that. I'm not going to keep you late. I know you're exhausted. I know you had a busy weekend. Your, your voice is going. My voice is shot. Man. I, I know. I don't like, blame you. I come home to my poor wife after every uh, after something like this. I'm just a broken man. My voice is gone. I'm totally uh, hungover, totally tired. Uh, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's it. It's the fun of it. Uh, it I want sure to thank is. Thank you so much for having me on, for, uh, for, you know, for promoting and supporting Death Rash. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, thank you very much. Anytime, Pat. Thresh Beyond Death is out now. I'm going to have all the links up to you later on, but where's the best place to go find the album? Uh, you can find the album. We're going to have it posted up on deathrash.net. Uh, I haven't got it posted yet. As I said, we were, all, all, all efforts we're going to get in this weekend uh, off without a hitch. This week it will be posted on deathrash.net under merchandise. You can get the Thrash Beyond Death CD. There's going to be a Thrash Beyond Death T-shirt. We have another older T-shirt that's still available. Or if you can't possibly wait for uh, for me to get that taken care of, uh, we have a P.O. Box. It's Death Rash, P.O. Box 1206, Charlestown, New Hampshire, 03603. Uh, the CD is $12. Shipping and handling is going to be $299. Uh, you send, it, send it old school. Send the check old school, and I'll get it out to you the very next day. And it doesn't get any better than that. All right, Pat, thank you very much. Thank I really you. appreciate you calling. Uh, how about I get a little uh, get right all over? Thank you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's, my, that's my, actually my favorite song off, the, off Thrash Band Death. The new song, favorite new song, is Red All Over. That's a great one. I'm going to get that one right after we're done with you. So, Pat, thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. Everybody that's listening, don't forget to buy this record. It's definitely a classic already. Thrash Beyond Death. Pat, thank you very much, buddy. Hey, thank you. Thanks for the support. Have a great night, and I'll be, I'll be in touch real soon. You got it, Pat. Take care. Got it. And the crowd goes crazy. Crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. And I had to put that on. I had to put that on because uh, I usually set everything up in order. I forgot to put this one in order. So, but here you go. Here's a song by our guest, uh, Pat Burns' band, Dead Thrash. This album's been a long time in the making, uh, from the mid '80s uh, when they were doing their demo tapes. Got back together a few years ago, and uh, you know, it's a tremendous record. One of my favorite. And uh, like you say, you can head over to the website and check it out. And uh, I'll get on the song right all over right now. I just scrolled down to it over here because I didn't uh, line this one up. There you go, a little death thresh. Right all over.
that I'm about to give you more Surrender to addiction or tomorrow Find you tussling on the stick Never feel a bit inside of me And didn't have to grab a It's great. I mean, I, about a year and a half ago, um, 
uh, Uncle Frank uh, from Metal Noise TV contacted me on MySpace. And he says, I'm in the studio right now at Death Rash recording, you know, some new stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe we can have them on the show one time. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm saying to myself, Death Rash. I says, I remember those guys from the 80s. I remember the demo tape. But I went to go look at something on the website. I saw, like, they had some of the grunge club. It says, I, never mind the demos. I remember playing with them. Mm-hmm. But I remember them from the demo days and stuff like that. Right. But... I couldn't remember playing with them. And then when I started seeing some of the flies, I was like, wait a minute, we played with these guys. And I kept thinking it was the Grunge Club because we played there a lot. And we, we loved that place up in Middletown, New York. I mean, that was a great place up there, but it was Club Hell. And then when I, when I was putting all the Stillborn stuff together for the album, I found the flyer. And that's where I knew it was. It was, from, it was from, uh, from Club Hell, New Jersey. And I don't remember if you played a Club Hell or the Grunge I think it was the Grunge Club. Well, you mentioned, yeah, the Grunge Club because I remember... Because the picture on our the, album cover is yeah. from the is from Club Hell, and that's oh, with Mike okay. in the band, and, and that, that was, was Mike's first show. Oh, okay. So then it was probably Club Hell. It, it was definitely no. You, I think you played at the Grunge Club with us because Club Hell was the first show Mike did. But we played oh, there okay. twice, and so maybe you did play at one of the other yeah, ones with us. Might have well, because I remember the barbecue and everybody just all over. Then it was the Club top. Hell. Then it was then, then it was Club Hell. We probably did right. one. And the second one was with Mike, but that was Mike's first show. You know, when yeah. he joined the band after you uh, helped. Out for a while. I wish you would have stood because I love playing with you. It was great. Oh, that but, was fun stuff, man. You, but you, I'm you never, know, you, you, probably, know, you know, because uh, that short stint I did with the, you know, with you guys jamming in the few, one show, um, was something that kind of like fueled the heavier stuff that we wrote later on. You know, because oh, that uh, was good. Yeah, definitely. You got your chops up a little bit, you know. Yeah, with exactly. The, because yeah. the speed. You know, I remember when we used to do. Uh, Raw power tunes and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, state oppression. We used to do raw power yeah, state. We used to do um, agnostic front victim of uh, uh, what the hell did we do by agnostic front? Was it a victim? I don't remember. We did we did agnostic front. We did a few different things. Well, yeah, yeah, we had a good time along with the uh, along with the the staples of the stillborn uh, yeah. catalog. <laughs> yeah, but I had a good time. Good. I had a great time back then. And it's good yeah. to see that these guys, you know, really gave that stuff a proper working over and. Because it deserved it. It was really good. And Pat was a good guy. I really wanted to try to get out there to see him. It was two days this weekend, right here in Jersey, not far from the house, and in Brooklyn, not far from the house. Yeah. It was just a hard weekend this weekend. You know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't yeah. make it happen. Uh, can't happen all but, you know, we'll catch them at uh, Dingbats next time, you know. Definitely, definitely. And uh, just to remind everybody, Tommy and myself are going to be at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey on uh, February 20th. We're hosting the show, our first hosting gig. Not bad. Uh, it's going to be a great show that night. It's the first annual mega show. Uh, Full Scale Riders headlining, Paved the Way, Malicious Tendencies, and Warhorse are on the bill. Definitely. So I'm really looking forward to that. i got to thank Tim for you know uh, asking us to come down there and do that with them. And uh, then uh, we got the show March. I think it's March 27th. Uh, i got to check with Bobby, and I'm hoping that he, you know, they get back on. We're going to be hosting the Impaler, and hopefully Morbid Sin will be on that bill. Also, I think Bats. I'm really looking forward to that show. Also, I've been a big Impaler fan for a long time. We had Bill Lindsay on the show last year. It was a, yeah, it was last year. Yeah, can't be this year. I'm only like four weeks into the year, but uh, we had him on last year. Bill's a great guy. Impaler is a classic '80s band, one of the first metal bands to do the shock rock and horror. So it's gonna be a good time that night. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I think Alex is back on. Let me see if I can uh, connect him here. You no, know, we did play a lot of music tonight. I'm surprised. You did a lot of bullshitting. Yeah, but that's okay. We always play a lot of music, so... Definitely. Sometimes I put too much music on, and, you know, we don't do enough talking, but... 
No matter what you do, people complain we talk too much, not enough music, too much music, not enough talking. Everybody's always got something to say. Of course. That's uh, human nature, I guess. Yeah, well, I'm the first to complain about everything, so who am I to talk? That doesn't matter. Let me see if I got Alex back on. Alex, you there again? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. How'd you, you like some on. of that stuff, Alex? Yeah. What'd you say? A little. How'd you like some of that stuff? A little we're off I didn't actually get to hear it because I had to hang up briefly. Oh, oh sorry about that. All right. Good stuff, that was some good. That was some good old-fashioned 1980s thrash with that thrash. It's a great album cover. Uh, I'm gonna have to get myself a shirt too. Take one. I want. Then what I want to ask my friend. He was on. A, there's a show out here in Staten Island on uh, cable TV right. called New York Rocks. You might get it in Brooklyn too. I, I'm not I sure. Have... They played on there last year. I wanted to ask him about that, but I forgot. I get hear his voice was going on him. He was partying all weekend. Had two big days oh, yeah. with the record release party Friday and Saturday. He just came back from a four-hour car ride from New Hampshire. So you know, I didn't want to like you know keep him on. And it was a last-minute yeah. thing too. I've been trying to get him on for a long time, and uh, I figured, let me do it this week, and we had no guest. The album just came out. I figured it would be perfect timing, but he was exhausted, too, you know? Yep. So, But we had a good time. We kept him on about a half hour. That was uh, yeah. about the norm for us. Played a couple of tunes. Yeah, I'll get one more on before we close. I'm going to go get something on off the demo tape, but he was in a band called Zero Hour back in the 80s. Also, for a little while, we were talking about that. Uh, my friend Gordon Ansis played in the band. I met Gordon when I was a kid living in Brooklyn. I mean, we, were just, we were the same age now, but mm-hmm. we were like 16 years old back then. Right. And I met him and Tommy Carroll somewhere in Manhattan and down in the village. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in a band. I said, yeah, all right. So I remember they took me uptown to where they lived. They lived on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Both of them come from, you know, money families. They got money. They yeah, like I penthouse apartments, guys. yeah. I remember. And then I went up to the penthouse apartment somewhere on Park Avenue, and they had one room in the house just as a studio for them to play in as kids. They were brothers, no? Or no, just, just friends, friends, just friends. Oh, I okay. can't remember the bass player right now. It's just it's just flipping my mind the name of the bass player. Yeah. And we palled around with each other for a while, and they had a band called Mayhem, and they were like this ultra fast. Right, right. I mean, their songs were like 30 seconds long. And just, blah, 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 you know, like they made us look like we were savage. You yeah. know, that's how fast they were. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another band called Mayhem, so they changed the name to New York City Mayhem. Then Gordon was got an offer to go to Agnostic Front and play guitar with them at the time. He was an amazing guitar player for a kid. Yeah. Uh, he left to go join Agnostic Front, and he was with them for a while, and then he did the Zero Hour and a few other things, you know? The history of hard, New York City hardcore. That's right. But you know what? I forgot to do the demolition segment. People keep saying, oh, that's just a great title because you play a demo tape, but that's what everybody know. That's from the old Metal Forces magazine. The Metal Forces had the demolition segment. Demolition, right. Demolition, right. So I think, you know, the magazine's 20 years old. It's, it really, it's a tribute to them in that whole... Tribute, and you're keeping the, uh, the fires burning. Exactly, it's a tribute to them. And uh, Alex, I know last week you asked me about, uh, I think it was St. Lee Center. Maybe Alex isn't there anymore. What was that, Mike? Last week you asked me about the band St. Lee Center. Oh, Surgical Steel. Oh, I'm sorry, Surgical Steel. St. Lee Center was uh, another yeah, band that, from New thank York. You, thank you uh, for sending me the link to those demos. By That's okay. I, I, for some reason I thought it was Dio that was involved with that band, but it was Rob Holford. He discovered them and he produced the demo. Yeah, Dio discovered the band called Helion. Right, Alien, yeah. yeah. With Dan Boylan on vocals back then, and that demo. And I'm going to have that demo probably next yeah, week or week after that. Yeah, discovered uh, Rough Cut, too. Rough Cut also, yeah, with Paul Shortino, yeah. Yeah, and Paul Shortino yeah. uh, banged his wife. Hey, that's right. <laughs> I know, I know, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, Helium was the other band with Dan Boylan on vocals, and uh, I'm going to have that demo on the demo segment in a couple of weeks, so we'll, we'll have that on there. And I'll put up the Surgical Steel one. I keep saying Surgical Steel. <laughs> 
I had that. We did that demo two weeks ago. That's why I got it in my brain. I, I can't oh, get rid okay. of it. I got that in the head over there. But how about this week? We'll do our demolition segment right now uh, before we run out of time in the show. i got to hang up, so I'm going to call back in. And All right, Alex, you go ahead. All right. All right, talk to you later. All, All right, right, where was I, T? Oh, it's time for the demolition segment. The band's called Oblivion Night. They're a band out of Texas. Okay. They had two demos out back in the day. And our Chris Collins, who was actually the original singer for our Dream Theater, but it was a pre-Dream uh, Theater band, Majesty. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what? My, my switchboard froze up on me, okay? So I'm going to go to the other computer. So we'll, uh, I'll just get on over there. There was a uh, pre, Before Dream Theater, it was Dream Theater. They were a band called Majesty. Uh-huh. And uh, he was with the he sang with the men. But he, I don't even know why I mentioned it because really he wasn't even on this. <laughs> he wasn't even on the demo tape. Uh-huh. You know, it was a different singer. But he joined the band after that. And the band says that they're still together, but I can't seem to find any information on these guys at all. Wow. Today, but the demo's from 1987. The guys actually come from originally from Alabama, I think Long Island, New York. Uh, they moved to Texas because it seems like really busting back then. You know, Pantera was. That's uh, when they just changed over from like their. Uh, the power, you know, the, the hand mill that they were doing. Right, right, right. Until, like, the more heavier stuff when Phil Ensemble joined the band. Right. And uh, they put out two demos. There was the 87 demo, and there was a demo in 90. I didn't call it, it was uh, Forgotten Realm, I believe it was demo. They were, like, one of the first bands that really started with that progressive sound in heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And they were a pretty good band, so uh, I'm going to put up uh, the first demo right now. This is Oblivion Night. The song is called, uh, let me see, I actually have the whole demo up here. We got 20 minutes left, so I'll play one of the longest songs because they're actually uh, a little better. Uh, we made it almost the whole show with the switchboard going out of whack. It just did now, but I got both computers running, so. Uh, you got them going, okay? Yeah, good. so I'm gonna jump to the other one. I'm on there right now. That's why I'm doing a little bit of nonsense bullshitting. But uh, here's a song called "Clash with the Knights." This is Oblivion Night.
ago, that was Oblivion Night, Clash with the King. That was off the band's first demo from 1987. And like always, head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot. It's already posted. It's been up since last night. You can download a copy of that. That one held up really well. That sounded yeah, pretty good. That sounded nice, man. Yeah, I tell you, some of these some of these bands they put demos together back in the eighties. You know, there really wasn't a, a lot of technology back then. It was you know, like an eight track machine, a sixteen track machine. Mm-hmm. That most bands had a, some four tracks, you know. And but they put out some pretty good quality stuff, and they they sounded great. Those guys too. I wish good. I didn't know if they were still together. It says like they're active, but I don't, you know, find anything on them anywhere. So yeah. I don't know. And I know Chris Collins, who joined them after those demos were recorded, uh, he's playing in another band. They call Winterspell, uh, if I got it right. They're out here in the New York area. They play a lot in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And I know uh, Uncle Frank from Illinois keeps asking me if I want him on the show. Maybe I'll reach out to him, have uh, Chris call in and find out firsthand. Right, and then we can get some history. Uh... Yeah, plus that's an easy interview. I don't have to do any work. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do all the legwork for me. Excellent. Yeah, and I know uh, uh, Tracy, who manages uh, with that end, uh, she's working on uh, getting Jeff Vaccaro from uh, Possessed. Uh, ever since he had his accent, you know, he hasn't done a lot, but uh, he says he's going to do the show. I just got to just wait till uh, she says something up with him, you know? Right. So that'll be pretty good. I mean, he's been in a wheelchair, I think, for over a year now. Uh, but uh, he did a show not long ago uh, with Possessed and uh, up on stage in his chair, thrashing his ass off. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so he's getting back into it, you know, and uh, I guess when he's up to it, uh, we'll have him on the show. So hopefully I'll should make that happen. I'll reach out for this week to find out for sure. Sounds good, man. Yeah, so I did a little BSing before. I was just trying to get the music going. I had to jump to the other computer quick. Not a problem. But we got it on, and go get a copy of that demo. It's great. You can't beat it. You can't beat it with a baseball bat. All right, let me see. we got about 10 minutes left in the show. Yeah. We've got lined up for the metal matinee this Thursday. Uh, let me see. This week, it's uh, a barrage of bullets. So uh, that's the name of the show this Thursday. It's probably everything that has to do with bullets because that's in the title. Uh-oh. So the NRA will be reaching out to me next week to be friends. I'll have to get Ted Nugent on the line. That's right. I'll have to get Ted Nugent on here. i have to do a bow and arrow show. Oh, he's cool, man. Yeah, without a doubt, he's the Motor City Madman. You know, I heard, I saw a clip on Blabbermouth where, um, I think it was at the NAMM show. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's an endorser of Paul Reed Smith guitars, PRS guitars. And uh, he got um, uh, Derek uh, St. Holmes, not Derek St. Holmes, uh, yeah, Derek St. Holmes. Yeah. Uh, up on stage, and uh, he sang a couple old tunes from the old Nugent days. It was great. Nice. I mean, the guy can still sing. And uh, it sounded great with, with Nuge and a whole bunch of other people playing. It's a crappy, uh, you know, YouTube video. But um, from what I heard, it sounded pretty good. Uh, if you go on the Internet right now, there are so many, like, camera phone videos of, like, the NAMP performances. Because right, these bands right. are just performing in the hotel lobbies. Right. And you know what? Next year, you and I are going to NAMP. I'm getting us passes. We're going. That'd be great, man. I put in for passes this year for the Heavy Metal Mayhem radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what I did is my daughter is working on an official website. I'm going to get rid of the MySpace page, I think. Right. And the blog is putting everything on there. She's been putting it together, and she's working on it. It's just, you know, it's a lot of work with the HTML codes, and I'm not good the with map. that. Yeah. So she's so hopefully the next couple of weeks we'll have that up and running because, uh, you know, MySpace is kind of dying out. There's not much going on there anymore. Yeah. Facebook, I can't do all that networking on there. It's just too much, you know? Too much, yeah. So I'll do everything on, on the regular website. So since I got that site, I was able to use that to get us uh, – with NAM, uh, get us press passes for NAM. So hopefully yeah. next year we'll have it. I told my wife, she's like, "Oh man, that's great. We're gonna go to Anaheim, California for four days." I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." I have to wait till like on you know, December. Tell her, by the way, it's just me and Tommy going. <laughs> 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 but 
but I'm gonna have to take the wife with me, and uh, she'll hole up in the spa all day long. And you and I will be hitting the convention floor. Yeah. <laughs> not a bad idea. She doesn't want to go for the music. She just wants to go oh, to California. Hey, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll take the kids. They'll go to Disneyland, then we'll go to the we'll go to the yeah, name thing all day. Not a bad thing. To yeah. Do. So hopefully it'll all pan out. I got us in right after this one ended. So uh, hmm. ho- hopefully it'll all, it'll all work out. And uh, another friend of ours, Pete Maglia from uh, the band Savior, right. fired me up an email this week. He wanted to come on again to do another interview. Okay. Pete was a good guy. We had him on last year with yeah. our Johnny Wildchild. I think Johnny's out of the band right now. Uh-huh. Uh, but Savior's opening up for Wasp. And uh, for Sebastian Bach's band, uh, I think next month or the month after, I think Wasps come to New York area around March. Yeah, March. So yeah. it's around there. So I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully uh, we'll network our way into there with them and uh, Blackie, you know? That would be great. Yeah. I tell you, it's great to make friends with people, you know? When you make, when you have these bands on the show and you interview them, yeah. you got to keep in touch with them because you never know where they're going to go, what's going to happen. And it's, you know, it's great to have your foot in the door. And they remember, you know, when nobody else would have them on a show or help them out, we did. Yeah. And these guys don't forget it. And they call you up and they pay you back when the time comes. That's nice, man. Yeah, and that's the good thing about it. So uh, I'll just wait. I sent Pete an email to me. Just let me know when it gets close to the show. And, you know, we'll do it that weekend. Even if I have a guest on, cool. we'll, you know, you call in a little earlier and we'll we'll do something before the, the the guest for that day call you know calls in. Yeah. So it's looking good. We've got about seven minutes left here. Let me see. What can I get on here? Maybe I can get one more song on that will kill most of that time. Uh, I tell you, I got lined up. I got Helen Bach. I don't think I've played them on the show at all. They're an old 80s band. Yeah. Uh, I got Metal Law, who's a metal on metal uh, artist who we featured last year on the show also. Uh-huh. I got some Q5. That's Q5. That's some uh, Seattle band, right? Yeah, I believe that was... Uh, Floyd Rose's band. Uh, Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the guy who invented the Floyd Rose. The Floyd Rose uh, Tremolo, right? Yeah, the Floyd Rose Tremolo, yeah. Yeah. So you want to hear? You want to Q5, Metal Law, Hellenbach... Let's go ahead. I want to hear the tape of the cheering again. The tape of the cheering. I like that. Yeah, the claps and the cheers. You want to? <laughs> you pick Play the, the Q5. claps of the cheers into Hellenbach. <laughs> <laughs> you want to Hellenbach? Yeah, I think I'll try that. All right, we'll do a little Hellenbach. This is old. Uh, I think it's from the single back from the early '80s. Song called "All Systems Go." So yeah. Sit back and take a long wait. <laughs>
Helen back on way back to 7980. That was off the band's uh, record. Uh, now hear this. Yeah, I think that one came out in 83. They were around for a while, those guys. You know, tonight we were supposed to have uh, the guy Mark Gregory call in. Ah. Uh, he wrote a book called No Sleep, The Salt Burn. It's about the new wave of British heavy metal era oh, and uh, wow. the salt burn part of England. Right, he was supposed right, to right. mail me out the book like months ago. He never mailed me out the book, so I never bothered getting in touch with him again. Oh, okay. Uh, if you didn't mail me out the book, uh, you know, how the hell am I supposed to have it on the show? Yeah, well, yeah, because you got to at least uh, give it... i got to read it, go through it, see what it is, you know, but... Uh, he never sent out the books. I said, yeah, the hell with them. <laughs> so that's why I reached out for Pat this week. But I heard that Pat was going to be on anyway in the future. But I figured, you know, we got nobody on this week. And uh, yeah. he just released the album. I figured, you know, it's a good uh, way to end uh, the record release weekend for him. But, he contacted uh, you in the beginning? or uh... Yeah, he contacted me. He says, uh, you know, is there any way I can come on the show and talk about the book? And I've read, like, little excerpts of it, like, on his website. Yeah. And it, it does look like a good book. Like, he yeah. tried to cover, like, the whole area of Saltburn, England. Yeah. And a lot of bands came out of the area, like Angel Witch, uh, Diamond Head, and a few other, other other bands from that era. Uh-huh. But he never sent me out the book, and I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> so I didn't bother reading. When I didn't get the book, you know, like, two weeks for the show, I said, I'm not even going to bother reaching out for the guy. If he calls in, yeah. you know, I'll put him through. If not, I'm going to get somebody else. All right. Well, you know, in the future, possibly, uh because that's that's great. Um, that's a, I would love to see hear that. You know, see, you know, read that myself. Read that, yeah. <laughs> no sleep, the salt burn. It's by Mark Gregory. Uh, it does look like a good book. I didn't get it. Maybe you know, maybe he sent the Pony Express. It's just take a little longer to get here. I don't know. Mm. But if he does, <laughs> if we do get it, and he wants maybe because it's from England, also he didn't want to make the long business phone call. That's a possibility. You know, it could be pretty pricey. You know, I mean, we had a Bernie Tomei calling from England, maybe and he, that he was would like. Be a good good way to use the Skype. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. Well, that's, you know, Bernie used it to call in, but even he kept it short because I still, still got to pay for it, you know? Sure. But, uh, you know, we're running out of time here. we got less than a minute left in the show. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Definitely. Alex, thank you very much, buddy. Have a safe trip back up All north. Right. We'll talk to you soon. T, thank you very much, buddy. i got to thank Mo for morning coffee. She comes in every week to the chat room oh, and hangs out. Lot. Every week, catch a show. It's on every Monday morning at nine o'clock. Mo and yeah, Vic. Yeah, she's got a lot of shows. Yeah. Every Monday, at nine o'clock. Uh, her and Vic. It's a great show, funny show. You know, a lot of laughs and good times. And good just check it out. Good-hearted people. Definitely. And Woodman joined us a little later tonight. Uh, I guess he was too busy ranting and raving about the government somewhere. But check out Woodman's show also. And yeah. Tommy, it's Metalheads BTR right now. Yeah, there you go. All right, and everybody <laughs> can check that out. Everything. That's well, right. And same logo. I just. It a little bit. That's right. Just look for the, the graffiti logo on the building. You know who it is. Oh, there you go. No big deal. They'll All get right. it. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to listen this Thursday to a Barrage of Bullets. And next Sunday, uh, Dave and Scotty from Lost Legacy are our guests. So have a great week, everybody, and I will see you on Thursday. Take care. Good evening. heavy metal anywhere blogtalkradio.com and heavy metal mayhem